Thank you for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. And I'm Chris Hemke. And this is Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, we got a fun one today. A long project. Long overdue. <laughs> uh, guys, you've all heard our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, on the show talking about a Hummer project he's been working on for about the last eight months or so. Yeah, got uh, got dropped off March 26th of this year. Uh, so it's been a minute. <laughs> uh, Chris, why don't you give our listeners a quick refresher, and then we will kick it over to the ride-along. Yeah, so it's a 2002-2003 H1. Um, started its life off as a uh, 6.5-liter diesel with a 4L80 transmission, four-wheel drive. Uh, the customer wanted to uh, give it a couple extra ponies. Yeah. So <laughs> we did a fully forged rotating assembly uh, LBZ long block, so Duramax yeah. motor. Um, we fitted it with a set of XRG 60% uh, over injectors, 10 millimeter CP3 pump, um, Stealth 67 G2 variable vane turbo, um, all the fixins, intercooler pipes, intercoolers, up pipes, manifolds, you know, all the good stuff. Uh, back that to a DT1000 transmission, so billet planetaries, billet input output shaft, all that good stuff. Full list. Um, fast lift pump, supporting the fuel. Um, and then um, HXP, uh, it's a company out of Jupiter, Florida, provided us with the conversion kit. So King coilover with reservoirs at all four corners, Willwood six piston caliper front and rear brake setup, um, and just a, a host of other crazy stuff. So. Um, it, it was a really cool project. Um, I can say this is probably one of the bigger projects that we've done at the shop for a customer. Yeah. Um, you and I are both not strangers to doing bigger projects. Sure. The challenge this year is COVID. You yeah. know, getting parts, that's where a lot of this delay came in between the motor with the machine shop, lift parts, just you name it, there was a roadblock that came in the way. But um, we, uh, we expected to have this project done in October. When I knew that that wasn't going to be the case, um, <laughs> I had promised the owner that uh, I would do everything in my power to deliver that vehicle before Christmas. And uh, yeah, just under the wire. We're here. We're here. And uh, you know, as this is recording, the the Hummer has shipped, so the, yep. the customer has picked up the Hummer. Um, you might uh, there might be some uh, videos coming up on that on YouTube, which we'll plug in here as time progresses. But. Uh, yeah, like I said, really cool project. I'm excited to see uh, it out on the road. That was one of the fun things about uh, kind of being around this type of stuff, you know, is we get to see these crazy builds and we get to see the ins and outs of what that means and what that looks like. Yeah. Um, but then also it's like, well, the experience is what it's all about. I'll right? tell you what, guys, uh, Paul, we've talked to so many guys over the years about conversions and, you know, Cummins and Fords and Ford transmissions, you know, behind the Cummins engine and Duramax swaps. We're, we're, we're not oblivious to this. Like, yeah. we've been around this. Um, in most conversions, there is a lot of effort and time that gets put into this, and you, you a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Duramax swap, this Hummer project, was one of those things where, you know, got to kick it off to Jeremy, man. Like, attention to detail from start to finish. Like, it drives as if it was a factory setup yeah. at this rate. So, you know, little things like the truck had a manual 4x4 setup. Now it's all electronic. It's been converted. <laughs> Building, you know, the controls for that and things like that. It's these little things that you don't think about where, like, the Hummer has uh, a mechanical gauge display. Well, that got retrofitted with uh, analog gauges and then an edge inside CTS to monitor all your engine vitals. It's these little things that 
you know, you, you have to convert over when doing the newer technology that it's not just swap a motor and call it a day. Yeah, no, this is not like a 12 valve, so, just no. bolt it in and plant it and go, right? This is no. like a, a full on, it's a new vehicle. I, I mean, that's yeah. really what it feels like. And, and, and I think we made the right decision here. Usually Chris and I go out and take the trucks out and we go drive them and we tell you guys all about it. Uh, this time we thought like, Nick Pregnitz has a Duramax Hummer yeah. that pretty much was this build it's was a based carbon on, copy, right? It's a carbon so, copy. so this yeah. guy had had I think actually initially inquired about about just getting Buying that ours, Hummer yeah. and then decided, hey, actually I want to do my own, and that's that's great. Uh, so we thought Nick would be a good person to have in there as a resource to talk about what it's like in real life, what his experience has been, and then also like the tuning and the specking yeah. of the build and things well, like that. And then it's nice to team him up with Jeremy, right? Exactly. Jeremy was single-handedly the wrench <laughs> on this project <laughs> from start to finish. Like. The shop guys have their dedicated bays, right? Yep. This Hummer has been sitting on his lift in his bay for six months. <laughs> so it's, I mean, he's married to this thing That's and he it. did, like I said, a killer job. So, you know, I think um, as a respect thing and, you know, to, to give that real world experience, why not have the gentleman who tuned it yeah. and the gentleman that built it in the nitty gritty operating the vehicle to uh, get their feedback. Absolutely. Uh, so a big shout out to our sponsors, XDP, WC Fab, Exergy Performance, and of course, Calibrated Power Duramax mm -hmm. Tuner. Uh, guys, without any other further ado, we'll kick it over to uh, our duo in the Hummer, and uh, we'll talk to you after the new year. Hi, I'm Nick Pregnance. I'm Jeremy Garnett. Today we're in a 2005 Hummer. This is a truck that Jeremy's done a lot of work on over the past couple months. Uh, converted from a 6.5 turbo diesel into a Duramax. So we're gonna be driving it today, talking about where we started, how we got here, some of the hurdles, <laughs> some of the pitfalls, uh, and the fun, of course. So Jeremy, what's uh, what's it like driving a stock Hummer? Uh, <laughs> slow. Slow. <laughs> yeah. Slow. Yeah, slow, not fun, don't get out of their own way. Okay. Um, so. Customer wanted a little bit more pick me up, so that's my experience. You know, we kind of grew up in the same era, the late '90s. The yeah. Hummers were very, you know, it was like the pinnacle, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, <laughs> but they're god awful slow, man. Yeah, and they ride really rough too. I mean, they're right. Uh, you feel every bump. You feel, you know, yeah. you got to literally grind your teeth. So. Yeah, they're very, very stiff suspension. I mean, it's a military vehicle adapted for the road. Yeah. Yes, it looks awesome, but the performance, I think anybody who spent any time in the military in one, uh, basically disenchantment is the, is the word that I would use. Okay. Uh, okay, so we have, this customer has a civilian unit wagon 2005, and he wants to do a conversion on it. So, uh, and what did you do to this thing? Let, uh, let's run me through the kind of, well, we started off with, like I said, just a stock truck. Um, brought it in, he wanted to convert it to a Duramax, okay. do the Duramax conversion. So we uh, started off with pulling it into the bay and uh, first thing first, pull the body. Okay. So pull the body and then we um, did a complete suspension swap as well because he wanted it to ride better, look better, um, more power. Yeah. Or so, um, we, so the trucks are 150 horsepower stock or 165. Yeah. So obviously the braking is set up for that, the suspension set up for that. Exactly. And all the yeah. other parts are built around 165 horsepower. Yeah. Um, Some we, guys do it where they do um, they do it in pieces, like they do the 
suspension first, the motor, you know, second, you know, they do it pieces. Yep. Um, we kind of went a little bit further and did, you know, all out, but uh, he wanted it to be kind of complete. Yeah. When he gets it back, so which is nice. Yeah, yeah. So you took out the 6.5 turbo diesel, you took out the 4 LD80. Did we reuse the stock transfer case? Uh, no, we did transfer case. Okay. Um, the only thing that's stock in the original drivetrain is the hubs and the differentials. Okay, so we still have the factory differentials in. Yep. We got the hubs. The big brake kit on this one? Yes. Yep, we went with the Willwood brake brake kit. It's okay. got 20 inch brake rotors on it. 20 inch brake rotors, holy yeah. cow. So normally these trucks have inboard brakes and they basically they're right off the differentials. Yes. And they have a, they're very awkward to stop. Uh, you get a not, a not a lot of good brake pedal feel, and then when you come to a stop, they also kind of rock because and the differentials and the gear reduction uh, on the opposite side of the brakes, so the brakes aren't directly connected to the wheels. So, of course, when you add a bunch of horsepower like this truck, it's nice to have that more positive brake feel. Right. Yeah. No one you're going to stop. That's <laughs> so, yeah, uh, nice. Yeah. So, what's the, I mean, you get the motor out, you start looking things over, what's your thought here? I mean, is this going to be a, a pretty basic deal, or is this, I mean, starting it was like okay a lot of decisions had to be made like um, where to run the exhaust and like how do we run it uh, do we have a one fuel tank two fuel tanks you know stuff like that um, you know a lot of decisions and a lot of like like getting the brakes to work properly um, so this truck had ABS okay. where most trucks don't have ABS okay. so okay now I want to get the truck to work with ABS because yep. I want it to work. Yep. Um, that is hard because I'm, you, I've never done it before. Right. So you're integrating all those late model features of the Hummer, the 2005 Hummer, into the into the platform. Exactly. With the, with the late model to, controllers. Yeah. And trying to make it. <laughs> so engine and trans. Does the engine bolt? I mean, is it is it a bolt-in deal? Like, does it fit well? It it does. Um, with the kit that, that is purchased. Uh, Okay. So with the new motor mounts and the new trans mount. Um, so whose kit did we use? Talk to. Uh, we used uh, XHP, so Extreme Hummer. Okay. So we used Extreme Hummer to do it, and they provide you with a good start. I mean, a really, really good start um, to get going. The, you know, the motor mounts, the trans mount, and then you have to fabricate from there. So fuel lines, where to put the fasts, you know, stuff like that. So the little, the, the ending details. So, I mean, XHP gave us the intercooler, the radiator, yep, yep. the cooling stack, all yeah. the mounts, where to run our, where to run all our cooling stack, all the piping. Yeah, they, uh, so they give you the piping, um, the cooling stack. You do use the um, original AC condenser, because this does have AC. Okay. Um, we use the original AC condenser, the, um, now the, this had a, the 6.5 had a engine cooler. So we took that engine cooler and we made that our new trans cooler. Okay. So we went through it, made it our new trans cooler, and um, which actually really nice because I mean, my material sounds pretty low. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to be able to use that. Um, yeah, and it's it, the nice part is again, it's it's there. You just have to make it work. Yeah, so there's a little <laughs> finesse that, that goes into the finishing product. I mean, exactly. I, yeah. There's, so you know, as far as that goes. I, when I was watching you, I feel like it was a lot of uh, basically 
arranging where lines go so that they're not going to rub and not going to get chafed and yes. just basically running cooling lines, brake lines, uh, fuel lines, I, yeah. a lot of stuff like that and, and it seemed like towards the end there you were kind of running out of space between the engine transmission and freight rails. Uh, yeah, uh, and I was. Uh, exactly, because this does have uh, rear heat AC, okay. so that takes up a lot of space. So this is probably the most challenging, I mean the 2005 has a, a lot going on. Yeah. The later model, you know, they started making these in 94, 93, I think, for the civilian well, unit. When it comes down to it, too, like the, you know, the heat they see. So um, you want the vents to work, like in this, where yeah. the 6.5 had a vacuum pump on the motor. Okay. Where the Duramax doesn't have a vacuum pump. Okay. So we want to, we need, we need the vacuum, so. Well, yeah. I wear um, Yeah, we want the vacuum, we need heat they see to work, so. So yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest challenges. I mean, these Hummers were kind of notorious for having poor heating and uh, ventilation. Right. Basically, an afterthought. The Hummer, the uh, military, never had yeah. uh, AC on the unit, so they, they put it over here in the passenger compartment, right. which is why the passenger compartment is so tight. But for a big vehicle, there's just not a lot of room. I mean, everything is between the frame rails, so like you just don't have a lot of room to... Right. The package. Yeah, it's, you're cramped in here for a big vehicle. Yeah. So, what the suspension kit? Um, so the suspension kit we put on this um, was built from XHB. Um, he custom fabricated all the lower control arms, and then he up fabricated the upper portion for the new shock system we put on it. This one okay. here we used uh, King shocks okay. with the reservoirs. Yep. So it's got a really nice soft ride yep. compared to you know the factory <laughs> yeah yeah the truck rides nice i mean it really does yeah um, you go you know, over it a bump and you know you're not hurting yourself yeah it soaks it up pretty well um the other thing that uh i really like about this is that um, the horsepower it's got behind it you know like it, it's fun to drive um not practical but fun to drive sure so why do you say not practical um <laughs> I don't want. I wouldn't take it to the grocery store every day. Why? <laughs> it's big. Okay. Um, doesn't fit through a drive-through. Like, okay. doesn't fit parking spots very well. That's, that's my experience driving these. Is uh, yeah, they drive decent when you're done building them. Uh, they're, they're not bad, honestly. Yeah. Uh, especially compared to stock. I mean, the power the power helps a lot to make it uh, make it fun. Yeah. But they're very wide vehicles. They get a lot of looks. Uh, very very. Very few small spaces are built for them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, even like a day like today, uh, you know, trying to just stay in the lines on a windy day. Yeah, wrangle it through the wind. So it's, you yeah. know. Any challenges with the suspension kit? Uh, did you have to do a body lift on it? I did. Um, so I did have to do a three inch body lift because the Duramax is taller. Okay. And then with the new cooling stack, um, it's taller. So to fit everything under the hood, actually, Okay. Um, but, you know, again, the new charger, the VVT, it's it's bigger, so you actually have to put the three-inch body lift in it to clear everything. Okay. Um, so anybody doing a Duramax swap, you're going to have to do that body lift, the right. suspension. I think the upper the upper shock mounts also kind of so, interfere. Don't uh, or no. Well, to do is if you were to do the suspension, you'd like the control arms and the shocks, you'd have to do the body lift just to clear okay. the body. Um, or if you're doing the swap, you have to do a body lift. Okay. So you. No matter what, it has to have body lift. Yeah. And then, you know, interesting bit of information that a lot of guys don't think about on these things, if you haven't driven one, is the alignment, which is a real challenge. Right. Um, 
I mean, so, my truck had no adjustable alignment pieces. I know this one had the later later model alignment adjusters on it. Is that, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, what, what's, um, the, what's the deal? So, off-road wise, like um, yours had no cam, like uh, cam adjustments. Like no they, cam adjustment on the old like, ones, right? Yeah, like camber casper adjustments in the cams where, um, like on a anywhere, any Duramax, you know, any, yep. you know, where yours was a year previous to that design. So okay. with yours being that year previous, it used shims. So in the off-road world, like if you really want to go Baja and then like beat the living hell out of it, um, yours is the, you know, the one you want. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, nothing's going to move. There's no give, there's no play. Right. Um, this one here, um, it's still solid, but you get it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I know we had a few spots during this build where you were stumped. Uh, we were stumped, just kind of like knocking our head against the wall. Um, tell me about those especially challenging moments and kind of how we got past those. Um, the brakes. Getting the getting the brakes to work. Um, with uh, the Willwood brakes, uh, they all have to be in a specific location. Okay. Um, they were designed for this truck. So one caliper goes on the rear of the hub on the right side and then the other caliper goes on the front. So getting those to work properly um, was yeah, challenging. Yeah, we had these the brakes. Yes. We had them powder coated to the truck. Yes. And I think there was, uh, yeah. So okay. when we got them powder coated to the truck, they came, uh, the bleeders were on the bottom and not the top. Okay. So dealing with that, uh, dealing with, um, you know, again, the ABS. Yep. You know, getting the truck to stop properly with the ABS where, you know, it's not kicking on and the truck's not wanting to slide. Yeah, so the ABS does work on this truck, The ABS right? does work on this truck. Right. okay. Um, that and then uh, wiring it. So there's no instructions of, like, a swap kit. Okay. Um, once, with the swap kit that's on it, there's no really instructions as in, like, hey, this is how it's wired because they're all universal wires. So it's not like you can look at a normal GM. I'm back. Yeah. There's not a normal GM wiring diagram that you could look at. Right. Um, luckily, when we did it, uh, we had yours to compare, which was kind of nice. So we had another LBZ yeah. Hummer to look at, which is useful. Right. We, we knew that one worked. <laughs> yeah, we knew that one worked, and uh, we were able to take that one as guidance. So. And you did that one, too. So. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> been, a, been a year. Yeah. It's, it's been okay. a fun time. So. Okay. Well, well yeah. do you want to drive? I would like to drive it. I'm curious how it compares to my 94. All right. Okay, so right out of the gate, I get in this thing and I notice it's a lot nicer than mine in the interior. This is being in 2005, the 94s were, were a little bit on the rough side. Uh, I notice he's got a nice shifter. Looks like it's out of a Camaro. Uh, the dash setup. So we got an edge CTS on the dash and then just a, two analog gauges on either side, voltage and fuel tank. Um, I really like the CTS in the, in the dash. That's a nice... Yeah, it's, it's inexpensive, but it does the job nicely. <laughs> and uh, Well, it does it nicely because you can change. Exactly. So you can pay attention to what you want to look at. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to switch it, you know, your pins, you can, and that's the nice part about it. So. And you know, stock, the Hummers come with 37-inch tall mud tires on them. This truck has 40-inch tires, and they're spaced out to clear the brakes. They're on a 
22 inch wheel maybe. Uh, yeah, um, it's 24 inch wheel, sorry. Yeah. So it's got 24 inch really wheel tracks. <laughs> I mean, it goes straight, man. I mean, yeah. a little bit of steering input, but like for what it is, it, it really it really goes down the road pretty straight. Well, you got to think it's a windy day too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's it's windy. It's it's not ideal. Anybody who's from this area knows 176 is, is <laughs> notorious. <laughs> um, uh, something else too is like, um, you know, you're driving. Like you're driving at what, 60 miles an hour right now and we're having a conversation, you know? Yes, I can almost hear you perfectly over <laughs> the tire noise. No, really, the tire noise isn't that bad. Right. Um, I, I would say, you know, it's got, and it's got light steering feel too. Um, it, it doesn't want to, doesn't want to dart. Uh, it doesn't appear to be fighting me, you know, after having 40 inch tires. You know, usually there's some compromise there. So. Right. <laughs> and those brakes, yeah, those feel good. Mine still has the inboard brakes. This one has the, the new wheel woods on it. I can right. definitely tell the difference right away when I touch the pedal. So why did we spec the fuel system on this the way we did with the injectors and the pump size? Yeah, so this this is a 60% uh, over in a 10 mil pump on a Stealth 67 turbocharger. Uh, we shouldn't be just barely knocking on the door of 800 horsepower. Really, I wanted the truck to be drivable above all else. So I want it to be smoke-free. I want it to run and, and drive nice, right? I want it to be a great representation of the company. Um, it's it's easy to throw big parts and stuff and make big power. The reality is this truck has factory differentials in it and 40-inch tires. You know, if we get stupid with it, the only thing that's going to happen is going to be back in our shop to replace differentials and... Uh, CB axles, so I wanted to wanted to really build a well-balanced setup. Okay, so we kind of did that to be fun but reliable. Exactly. I mean, you know, putting dual fuelers and extra belt and you know, non-stock turbochargers, all that stuff introduces more headache to you, especially in a swap vehicle. Okay. I mean, bad enough you're dealing with the swap, you know. Yeah. I, I don't want to give you more. <laughs> more stuff to deal with. Um, right, so we didn't want to throw 100 over-injectors in it. <laughs> 200 you know, yeah, big injectors. Yeah, I mean, so. sure, we could have done 200 over-injectors, right? I yeah. mean, like, we could easily make the power target with that. But then the truck's going to be hazy all the time. It's going to be nasty to drive. It's going to have cold start, uh, white smoke. It's just overkill. Okay. So, so basically, size the whole thing as a balanced package to be barely knocking on the door 800 horsepower. Okay. And like drivability wise so far, just your couple minutes already, do you like it compared to yours? I think the steering, for some reason the steering feel feels better than I remember mine okay. in this truck. Um, the shift quality, the engine response, the sound, I mean, I did the same setup in my own truck and I did it for the same reason we talked about and yeah. it's remarkable how much similar they drive. I mean, they, it really feels very similar to my truck driving it. Realize these things are on four-wheel independent suspension and like 
a lot holding the wheel straight. Right. <laughs> right? So, I mean, you apply 1,200 foot-pounds of torque to that, and it'd be easy to throw the alignment out as soon as you add power. Well, exactly. And then we added rotors onto it with a little bit of a wheel spacer and 40-inch tire. Exactly. And, you know, All that torque is moving further and further outboard. Yeah. So, I, I, I did notice that a little difference uh, between yours and this one. Um, just, you know, when you get into it a little bit, full throttle or heavy throttle. Yeah. So. So why would, um, or not why, but well, like the difference between this, a tuning this, and like a uh, hubs and the differential compared to like a truck where, you know, you just have a transfer case and a rear diff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Now, is tuning difficult because of that, or...? I would say the, the tuning is, is pretty similar to a truck, with the exception of the transmission tuning. Okay. Um, so certainly there's a few adjustments that need to be made for the air intake. It's got a snorkel-style air, air intake, the mass airflow sensors, and a different size bomb. So, you know, you're, you're tweaking things for that. Um, you want the throttle to be... You want the truck to be responsive, but you don't want the throttle to be touchy because it's got really aggressive gearing in the truck in this thing. Okay. So, you know, we want the, we're working on trying to have a nice smooth uh, power delivery. And then, like you said, with all the gearing in the tire, um, in the uh, the transmission tune, we want the transmission tune to be, keep the truck in its power band, and not be overly luggy, not be smoky, not be doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, that we don't like as far as that goes. So I would say I have more time tuning the transmission on this summer than I do making any engine tuning adjustments. This is basically uh, tuned very similar to our, our, our uh, you know, standard King file or standard high output LVZ file, just scaled for the uh, injectors and the turbocharger and the pump. Gotcha. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's definitely, they're fun to drive. <laughs> so. it, they are fun to drive. I really wish we could take this one off road for this drive. I think that would be a lot more fun, but you know, we kind of reserve those uh, those first for the customers. Right. Uh, try to, you know, test it out, but not be too too rough on things. Yeah. <laughs> the power's there. <laughs> that was about 90 miles an hour. Once you get over 85, 90, it starts to want to wander a little bit. That's that's Hummer life. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the stock, they went much over 60, 65 on the highway. Yeah. I've, I've cruised in mine at 80, 85 for a little while. It's It surprises people. You know, it's surprising, though, um, how well at 60, 70 miles an hour it does cruise. It, yeah, it really, you know, of course they're wind bricks, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Yeah, like you said, you know, stock, what, 60, 65 max? Yeah. So, well, yeah, definitely a big difference. Uh, you should be happy. I think the customer's going to be really happy with it. I mean, just how it is and, like, the presentation on the inside, I really, that's the one thing I noticed compared to mine being a 94, a lot of crack parts and bezels and just yeah. not as nice on the dash. It looks really clean. Well, Steering feels great. <laughs> well, it's been a long time waiting. I mean, I, you know, the of course the time frame went a little longer than it should have with 
the yeah. pandemic and trying to get parts. Yeah. You know, yeah. with, uh, you know, just the engine alone, you know, it took 10 weeks to get the pistons. So, you know, when yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, COVID obviously makes supply chain issues that, that, that difficult. Like you said, getting pistons for the engine, getting the engine, and that, that holds everything up. I mean, yeah. You know, luckily we had suspension. We had a lot of other projects you can work on on the truck, but at the end, like, basically waiting for parts. Right. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for part, but now, hey, that product, I, I, I like there, it. It looks good, performs good. Yeah. Is there anything you do different on the next one? I mean, we've done two of these in-house now. Um, um, so, yeah, yes. Uh, clearly, yes on that. Uh, doing yours, the first one, and then doing this one, there was things that I did differently. And then to do another one, I would do some things more different. Like, uh, I would install the, shift, the shifter while the body's off. Okay. So, like, things that I did different on the first one, the second one I would definitely do on the third one uh, to cut time down. Yeah. Um, and make it life easier. Okay. Because um, that was a hurdle, the, like, doing the shifter, making the shifter work, um, and stuff like that. Yeah, the shifter looks great, by the way. Oh, yeah, I mean, it came nice. out well. Yeah. I like that you can still use the, the push button four-wheel drive. You know, it's, uh... um, what I like about this one compared to yours, though, is that the location of some of the stuff, um, like the shift, like the push button four wheel drive, the, the you know, the actual, the shifter itself, yep. um, the dash, like you said, the analog gauges um, turned out really nice and the location was really nice. All right, Jeremy, well, it's been fun chatting with you. I think this customer's gonna be really happy. I mean, this thing's got no weird rattles, no shakes, no BS. I mean, it feels pretty well sorted for, for the few miles that you put on it. I think, yeah. uh, yeah, no, really happy to get out and talk about it. For sure, man. All right, we'll wrap this one up. I'm Nick. All right, Jeremy. Catch you next time. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll talk to you again soon.